Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help. I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Okay, now I'll do it. I'm get I, okay. Sorry. Hello, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. Three zero three seven one three talk. I started out the show without the mic on, and, and Ugly Ed, you just watched me talk for a little, uh, for twenty seconds without saying anything. You did that yesterday during the show. Are you okay? I don't know. You don't look good. It was funny watching. I don't look good. I look fabulous. 303-713-TALK. This hour brought to you by, maybe I shouldn't transition into this right now, realcbdthatworks.com. No, it doesn't make you high. I'm really serious. It doesn't. And uh, it does really make you feel good and take away pain and discomfort, anxiety and all of that. And it helps you sleep depending on the formulation. Realcbdthatworks.com. It's Panacea Life Sciences. In Golden, I want to give you a real-life testimony uh, shortly, but but right now I just want to move on to other things. I want to get to your calls, all right? 303-713-TALK. If you're new to the show, rather than give you a big diatribe, I've been here 40 years, longer elsewhere. I've been doing consumer advocacy for that long, radio and TV, the Internet, and this is the show of shows. This show goes all over online, iHeartMedia. We're live on Facebook and YouTube, and of course, our flagship station is KHLW in Denver, and then we have our sister, uh, our affiliate uh, in in Colorado Springs that takes the show and some other stations. Uh, Here's the deal. Wherever you're hearing us from, the important thing is you can get help, information, or referrals by simply going to referralist.com or call me, and you can call 24-7 and leave a message. Dano gets to those messages, and we call people back. We really do. So here's the number, 247-303 Martino. 303-627-8466. Hi, Amanda. What's happening in your life? Amanda? Okay. There seems to be Hello? there you are. How are you, Amanda? Hi. How can we help I'm you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Sure. How how can we help you today? So I recently purchased a used vehicle. Yeah. And it was not disclosed to me that it was part of a class action lawsuit with Subaru. Really? So hold on a sec. This is interesting. By the way, they don't have to disclose that. What they can't do is okay. what they can't do is lie to you. Now that doesn't mean you go away empty-handed. Let's see what we can do. What's wrong with the car to begin with? Let's talk about that. So it has the excessive oil consumption problem. Oh, okay. So- <laughs> they never mentioned anything to you about anything that that seems a little crappy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no it really does. I'm not kidding. So, um what year is this? It's a 2014 Subaru Forester. Yeah, and they flat out sold this to you. 
and then you yeah. found out. Now, had you done a little research yeah. on your stuff, you would have known there was something with this model, right? Probably. Well, of course. You know, <laughs> listen, I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but that's truly, <laughs> I tell people all the time, no, and I mean this, it, it, it's a good thing. Yeah. You research what you do before you do it. So anyway, when did you buy it? Um, October 11th is when I drove it off the lot. Okay. So what do they say about it? Yeah. By the way, but now this was a recall. I believe they had a correction for this recall, didn't they? Well, they extended the warranty. Right. So my research. Yeah. Um, you have to do an oil consumption test through a Subaru dealer. Um, so you have to drive about 1,200 miles for them to see if you pass. Or so fail this has never been done. Test. You've never had anything done on this car is what you're saying. It, right. I mean, before you owned it, they did not do the oil consumption test. Not that I'm aware of, no. All right. So let's make, let, let's do something about it. Let's get it done. What is it going to cost to get it done? So and I does, Subaru, does Subaru pay for this? See, you're entitled to this recall unless it's limited to original owners. Usually recalls having to do with safety, of course, extend to everyone. Was this extended to subsequent owners? Let's take it one step at a time. So I was, so part of the class action, they extended their warranty to eight years. Yeah, but did they extend it to subsequent owners? I was told by the dealer that it was still under warranty. Well, that's so. a good thing. Okay. So let's talk about yeah. it now. If it's still under warranty. Yeah, and but is she having the problem? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's another thing. Are you having the problem? Yes, because I took a road trip. Right what year is it, by the way? I just need to put the year down. What year? 2014. 2014. Okay. See, I think this is a part she doesn't get. If right. the vehicle's running okay and it's only losing less than a quart per month, most likely they're not going to do anything to fix it. The recall or the right. warranty issue is only going to be if it's below a certain amount of consumption. Yeah, what I'm saying is you, it's not an inherent it's not an inherent defect that they have to disclose. They don't have to disclose anything. They don't have to disclose if it's been in an accident. They don't have to disclose anything. People are under the mistaken impression dealers have to disclose things. What dealers cannot do, well they can, but they're they, but they can get in trouble if they lie to you. If you know, if they said to you um there are no, I don't know, no issues with this car or something so flagrant. It sounds to me like you have a Subaru. You found out it was included in the in the service bulletin, and you're upset. But as Mark says, if you're not having the problem, forget it. They extended well, the warranty on it. How much? How much did you right. lose? So I I went through four quarts of oil in a thousand miles. Well, that so that's going to be beyond Subaru. Listen, listen, wow, Subaru she does have a problem. Yeah. Subaru considers one quart within a thousand to twelve hundred acceptable. Four quarts, not acceptable. So this is a no-brainer. Okay, but I've also, in my research, most of the time people are going in with this problem to get their car fixed, and Subaru is coming back saying it's within normal range. Yeah, not the yours. She said four quarts and how much? In a thousand miles. In a thousand miles. Go to another dealer. You're dealing with idiots, Ed. Yeah. Okay. You listen. Because they here, here's the thing, they Amanda. They only replaced 10% of the car's engines that come in with this problem. Okay. Uh, um, are you required under the recall, to, are you required to go to a Subaru dealer? Yes. Okay. Um, 
Here's how it works, Tom. I just happen to know this particular one. Got it. You usually bring it in. They do an oil change. Then they have you come back in 1,000 miles, and they see how much is gone. If it literally is four quarts, they're going to give her an engine. It's that simple. Yeah. Okay. You you know, she's assuming. Here's what she – she's assuming she's going to have a problem because she heard – or everyone else is having a problem. Yeah, but she said she lost four quarts. That no, is no, a problem. I know. No, she's assuming she's going to have a problem getting it fixed. Got it. No one has turned you down yet, right? Of course not. You're right. just assuming. Right. Well, okay, this is good. You called and you want advice. Here's what you do. You go to a good Subaru dealer. Where are you located? Um, Like Central. Fairly central Denver. Okay. Go to a good, uh, what what good Subaru dealers do we know? I'm looking. I'm hoping Dealing Doug has one. McDonald does not. Yeah. Dealing Doug, uh, we know those people. We You go to a good dealer and say, I want to take steps to get this engine fixed under the service bulletin. It's not technically a recall. They don't have one either. Who? No, Dealing Doug? I don't know who's got a Subaru. I, you know, if, she, if AutoNation isn't handling it for those somewhere else. She Did you actually try. give them an opportunity? No. You haven't no, gone there yet. I, I've, I've talked to AutoNation quite a bit after discovering this issue, and I did start the oil consumption test with AutoNation. And what, did, what happened? I still have another 1,000 miles. Okay, well, good. You call us when you have a problem. She's calling ahead of time, assuming she's going to have a problem. 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. You know what? People love spying on people. It's a new trend. Everyone has cameras. You know, they say that you can't go anywhere without being filmed or being on tape, and almost everything you do is going to be is going to be recorded, almost everything. I'm not saying I did this, but when we were selling our house in Castle Rock, there might have been cameras around our house. And you may have heard the guy And express. I might have heard how they're going to uh, negotiate with my realtor. And how they love you, love certain things and don't like, and what they're willing to go, but they're going to start out lower. That is a terrible thing. I'm not even sure if that's legal. I didn't say I did it. No. You know what? I do want to know about legalities of monitoring, because... In television news, when I was in television news for 32 years, this is what I, no, 32 years in Denver. God, it was long. Okay, here's what I was told. I was told that if you have a party to the transaction, you can record it. If you are recording strangers, you really can't. You can't record, well, you yeah, it's an invasion of privacy. Now, wait a minute. It's how about one, these shows? In, in like, Colorado, it's a one-consent state. Yeah, but how about, like, to catch a predator? Those guys had no idea they were being recorded. How well, did that, they do that? No, no, you're wrong. And when they came to the door, the guy had to ca- The guy was there with the camera, and he, they came to the door, and he said, hello, I'm so-and-so. No, no, no. A lot of times they would come in, they'd talk to the girl, if you will. No, they didn't. Whoever. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, they, they did. did. Mark. Not on to catch a predator, they didn't. Yes, now, they did. are you asking, can we do a hidden camera scam? Yes, it's a one, most states are one-party consent. So the reporter was giving his consent, meaning you can't eavesdrop on two total strangers or two people that don't give consent, but you can give consent if you're part of it. If you're in a group of five people, you can record it. You're the one giving consent, a one-party consent. L- why not? So if two people are talking on the 16th Street Mall, mm-hmm. out in the middle of the mall, right. I don't see why I couldn't record their conversation. You can't. Now, hold on. 
You can if they're speaking loud enough that everyone else can hear, just like you can film them. Without zooming in. That's right. But you can't enhance it with a parabolic microphone and and pick up a a private conversation. I mean, when I say you can't, I'm talking about the laws here or the rules and regulations. Some of them say there was a technicality. You can do it, but you can't rebroadcast it or use it. But but the point is, is that there's a there is a privacy. But uh, in a house that you're selling, in the example I gave, if that's your property, I believe you can have cameras anywhere you is, want. Mark, I'm not disputing that, but that is a weird one. I never actually considered it because who's giving consent and are you a party to it? We should ask Frank. Yeah, well, we well, I don't know if he. That's a real estate question. I think we ought to ask our expert on cameras coming up. But I'd also like to ask, I don't know who I would ask on this. We got to take a break, though, because otherwise we're going to be asking where the hospital is because Ugly Ed's getting mad. Okay, this is embarrassing, but <clears throat> I'm going to have to actually summon my my assistant, my personal assistant by radio because she's not picking up her phone. So I know she's listening to the show. There's a few things I forgot to do today that I need to get done. 303-713-TALK. What? Oh, I'm not going to say. Okay, I I forgot to take some meds and different things. Your forget pills? Yeah, I forgot to take the forget-me-not pills, so now I'm forgetting. Just kidding. You know, we were talking about spying, and this is really important to know, okay? That what we're saying, I'm not absolutely sure of because audio and video, I was giving you the rules for audio recording. I assume it's the same with video. But um, what happens when you spy on people? Watchpoint Surveillance is a company. They mostly do commercial stuff. Okay. Now, what does that mean, commercial? That means, you know, you have video cameras at your business for, for security reasons. Now, what kind of video do you install, basically? Just... Um, really outside, inside, inside. Put, put that mic anywhere you want it, inside but, but get it close outside. to your mouth. Um, we do a lot of interior and exterior installations, yeah. um, really for the purposes of security and remote management. Okay. So, um, let's talk about home. Do you ever do homes, nanny cams or anything? Um, residential has become a more, uh, popular uh, yeah. option here in the last yeah. five or six years. So that's the, you specialize in surveillance. That's your main deal. Uh, surveillance and access control. So like key what card are, readers, keypads. Oh, for cool. Okay, okay. So um, here's the deal. Do you know this is a trivia question? It's a one-party consent state, meaning you can't record without a consent of one party. And that means that you can't eavesdrop on someone who you're not a party to. So if you, Mark, and Dan were having a conversation and I try to record it, I'm, do, I'm, I'm breaking the law by recording it because I'm not part of it. How do they do nanny cams? What what is that? It's, it's but legal. It, How? That's in your house. That's your well, property. No, no. That's still, if you had people in your house, if you had pe- guests in your house, a husband and wife staying in a guest room and you recorded them, it would be technically. Well, you have to, you have to warn them that there's cameras around, right? Oh, that, that is another way of doing it. That's how stores have signs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're you under walk. surveillance. That's not what I'm talking about, though, because you don't warn people of a nanny cam. You don't say, you know, caution, you're under nanny cam. Here's what it is. I, I thought this was fascinating. An attorney told me this and in, in one of our workshops. Here's what it is. Your child is there. Your child is a minor. Oh, that's the consent. You are giving consent for your child. Oh, Isn't that's that cool. weird? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So anyway, 
um, with surveillance, okay, well, I want to know, and, and people, we don't know. Things are changing so quickly. We don't know the answer to everything. But if you surveil your home, I mean, you're not going to give, and you got a burglar coming in, for God's sakes. I mean, who cares if you give consent? You know, that's, you know, security cams. I don't think anyone's ever challenged privacy. Have they? Have uh, That would be interesting if a, if a crook got off because he said it was wrong to record him without his consent. So this is an interesting thing. You, nanny cams specifically, do you ever do them? Uh, nanny cams were very popular in the early 2000s. I mean, it was like are pe- way. Are people still, still are doing it? Uh, yeah, now, I imagine they're still done. Now, are people... Here's another thing. Because you can buy Arlo and you can buy Ring and you can buy different kinds of cameras on your own and set them up, battery-operated, Wi-Fi, cellular, whatever, um, do, we, do people say, hey, I'll do it myself? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, you know then, why uh, that's better. I want to know how he finds a niche of a lot. Than a nanny cam, though. What do you mean? Uh, the reason, you know, the Arlo will make people not do it because they see the camera there. The problem with the nanny cam is they might do whatever they're doing wrong, and you see... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It later, but it didn't stop them from doing it. We're a camera out that they can see will most likely stop them from doing anything. Right. There's two reasons to have a camera. One would be to stop stuff like porch pirates a deterrent. With, with a ring and say, hey there. The other one is to just, you know, do an audit check and, and see. So, so the thing is, they're becoming more popular. How legal are they? Any of you out there record stuff and you question whether it's legal? I would like to ask an attorney in the media, one of my media attorneys, let me get a number for someone that used to defend me in court. He, he was the one that used to give us our seminars on what we can record and what we can't record. But I think in general, any public space you can record, that's, that's, you can see by the naked eye and hear with the ear. You can record it. And, and there's, you know, it doesn't matter if they give consent. If they're walking down the street, you can record them. Now, Jim, he has uh, uh, something he wants to let us know about uh, along this vein of privacy. He's saying there's a hack going on. There are so many hacks going on. Which one is this, Jim? Uh, looks like uh, Blue Sky Plumbing's computers got hacked. Who's Blue Sky? Are you Blue Sky? No. Okay. I'm the one. I received an email from Blue Sky. Oh, and what did it say? Uh, your, your invoice is attached, click, you know, click, click on the open, which is an HTML file, but we're buried in the HTML file is a link to some, some blah, 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 dot DK, which I think is. Hey Jim. So what they're doing is sending out an invoice and then obviously the payment you make would be to the hackers. But what I want to know is how do they know you even did business with blue sky? Uh, I have a very specific email for Blue Sky. That's a, and uh, so the only place it could have come from is, that email address is from 
a computer on Blue Sky. So you're saying that you were a customer of Blue Sky, and they hacked into and they hacked into Blue Sky. Yes. Uh, the plumbing company, and then that plumbing company, it looks like they're sending you an invoice. Yes. And they're just playing the odds because a lot of people would just go ahead and pay or forget. Yes. But most people, wouldn't they yes. call and say, what is this invoice? I don't remember it. We talked yeah, about the legalities of this one time. Of what? Well, we yeah. had someone call up that actually paid one of these bogus invoices like oh, that. Oh, that's right. And, you know, it's like, should Blue in this case, should Blue Sky pay them back? That was a good discussion. In other words, let's just say, and, and, and it doesn't matter if it's Blue Sky, let's just call it XYZ Plumbing. XYZ Plumbing is, is hacked, let's say. And as a result, you pay a bill to a bogus collector. Now, then, then XYZ, then, then calls XYZ you. says, wait a minute, you didn't pay your bill. And you said, yes, I did. I paid these guys who are hackers. Now, is it XYZ's problem because of their, their lack of security, you could argue? Or should they say, well, we didn't get paid. I don't care who you paid. You didn't pay us. Which way would it go? Which way would that go? That's a weird one. Anyway, by the way, the company we're talking to today, they just stopped in to say hi. They're on a referral list in the Springs. And by the way, uh, they work all over the front range. Watch point surveillance if you have any questions on that. Uh, but I'd like to know people who are actually using surveillance if they've ever checked with their attorneys on it. And I want, of course, Jim, he's saying before you pay an invoice, you've got to verify the who they are. And also with collectors, you have to verify they even have authority to collect so many times people act, they find out you owe money, and then they, they make a settlement with you, and you think it's a good deal. You owe ten grand. they they are going to take 2000 but they're not the right people. You end up still owing the ten grand. Hey, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK. Frank Duran, the real estate man. Dot com. I am hoping I cemented that into your heart and mind so when you need someone, you know where to go for buying real estate, for selling real estate. He will help you and always make way more in value for you on either end than his commissions. And I can say that for a fact. Plus, you will love the experience and love the way he treats you. 303-920-1622. 920-1622. Frank Duran, the real estate man.com. Okay, so... Mark wants to talk about this. Uh, Mark is calling and wants to talk about video recording. Uh, go ahead, Mark. We have with us, by the way, Ryan. He's from uh, Watchpoint Surveillance. We were just happened to be talking about uh, video and audio surveillance. We've looked up some stuff as far as legalities uh, we've been talking about. What do you want to talk about, Mark? Yes. Is it legal in a one-party consent state like Colorado for an HOA board to forbid both audio and video recording of a board meeting held at a public community center. You know, that's an interesting topic. It because What it gets down to is this. This is the real question. When something is otherwise legal, can a private organization restrict? Yes. Now, they, they can only restrict in a certain way. Um, if this is a board meeting open to the public and you want to record it and they say no recording, 
I guess you can make the argument that it's their board meeting and they're allowed to have their own policy. I mean, I guess what you would have to do is to really challenge it, say, look, I don't believe it's fair and you should put it up for a vote of the members. I don't think it gets to a constitutional argument. Um, it is, it, you know, it, it's Mark, for example, do they have other restrictions there? Uh, basically, no. So they're saying you cannot do an audio recording of it. Is that what they're saying? Correct. You can't do audio or video. They say they are the only ones allowed to record the meeting. Well, that is bull. I mean, that's not true. I mean, they may have um, they may have their rule that they don't want people recording. It, it's it's an it, here's what it, it comes down to. If you say, wait a minute. There's no reason. This is a public meeting. I'm going to record it, so forget it. I'm going to record it. What would they do? What would they do? Kick you um, out? In in the past, they have immediately adjourned the meeting and then reheld it later as an executive session on which no one has to be invited. Well, look, this is an HOA issue more than a legal one. It really is. Exactly. It's a private. It's a private entity. They're private. They can do what they want. You know, I mean, to an extent. And and if you don't like it, if enough home, homeowners don't like it, they can get it changed. But I don't even know the reason why. And uh, and by the way, as far as executive session, there's no reason. They can have executive sessions all they want. They're in the bylaws, it's stated whether or not, whether or not they can have an executive session based on the issue. But here's another thing. You should ask them politely, could you please... And I always say this because and it comes and, it, and it's applicable to any contract. Can you please show me the wording in and in this case, it would be in the HOA bylaws that allow you to forbid recording. That's all. It, Just, is, in our by, it is in our bylaws oh. and in our uh, new covenant. Well, there you but go. What's weird is there you go before, before this all changed um, and the people that are on the board now. Uh, they were not on the board, and they recorded every meeting. And as soon as they got the current board thrown out, and they became the board, yeah. they banned it. Well, of course and they could listen. They could have all kinds of reasons. As I said, Mark, this is not an issue of videotaping. This is an HOA issue. It's a terrible. It's a terrible uh, uh, rule. It's stupid. I mean, I don't know what they think they're protecting themselves from. W- what would prevent you from uh, just secretly recording it? You're not breaking any laws. No, nothing would prevent it. Um, there. I, I just didn't know since it was a one-party consent. Yeah, it is. A public area. Well, hold on. A one-party consent does not mean that it's mandatory on the other party to accept it. It just means Correct. you don't have to tell them. Okay. So you can record all you want. Adam, what's going on with you? And we have lines open at 303 713 talk. Get your calls in. It's a cozy day today. Looks like something's coming in. We can have a good time if you have an issue. You call, sit back, and get all the help you need. What's happening with your estate sale? Well, it's been quite a struggle and a lot of non communication. Tell me about the estate sale first. What is it for? Sure. So uh, it's for my father's estate. Did your father die? He did not. He's still living. Uh, he's living in an assisted living center. 
So we wanted to get the house ready to rent. Gotcha. So uh, we, we liquidated everything through this um, estate sale. You know, Mark's going to tell you a story, um, and I know he'll remember it, of an estate sale. Do you remember it? That we looked into? They got a check for 50 cents. 52. No, no joke. 52 cents, Mark. They netted out, you know, they, they put up the gross and then did all the expenses and netted them 52 cents. Some of these contracts are ridiculous. So tell me how this happened. You needed to get the house ready for rental. How'd you find out about the estate sale? By the way, uh, the, the, the firm. Mark, we need to get an estate sale firm on our referral list. That is a really t- popular topic recently. Um, how did you find the, the firm to do this? You know, I've, I had a kind of a family friend help out. Uh, kind of be the project what's the manager. name of the company you got? Divine Estate Sales and Service. All right, hang on. We'll come right back to that. Hi, Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. Adam wants to talk about this estate sale. We're not sure what they did wrong, but it's called Divine Estate Sales and Services. What did they do wrong, Adam? Well, first of all, they charged me $1,500 for a clean-out fee, which I did not agree to. Well, if you didn't agree to it, they can't charge it. I mean, how did they justify that? It's not in your contract anywhere? That's what I don't think it is. Here's the only issue is that— Hold on, Adam. Adam, that's a loaded answer, I don't think. Did you? Do you have a written contract? I did. I can't find it. Okay. I've asked her to provide me, and she she refuses. All right. Well, here's what you could do. You could refuse to pay or sue for the money back, and she has to produce it because she's going to have to prove she had authority to, to charge it. But let's, get to, let's go beyond. Let's, uh, I, I want you to get the contract. Did you already pay it, or is it being charged? So what they do is they sell everything, and then they give you a check of the proceeds. So they're holding all the money from the estate sale up front. You don't pay them anything. They just take a cut and then give you whatever's left over. Okay, and you're upset. Is that the only thing you're upset about, the $1,500 fee? Well, and the lack of communication, um, it just seems really dicey. I was asking for the list of items sold, the inventory spreadsheet. Well, yeah, you should know what was sold, man. I mean, there, there's a certain responsibility you have, right? Unless this is their service to go in an inventory. Well, that's what she said she would do. But one last thing, there were some items unaccounted for on the list that were uh, gone. That could have been of some value, like a shotgun. Okay. Right? Here's so, Okay, Adam. Th- this, is, uh, this is not uncommon. So it all gets back to the contract. Were they in charge of an right. inventory? Uh, did they inventory? Do they have an inventory list? I mean, you, what you're asking is very reasonable. Even if you didn't have a contract, even if it's not in the contract, you want to know, here's a list. But you say there is a list, though. You're saying there's not a list. Now you're saying there is a list because there's a shotgun on it that's unaccounted for. Is there a list or not? So there is a list. I finally got it after. Okay. So, so they did take inventory. Yes. Okay. Now you're now what you're saying is um, you want to know about certain things on the list, right? Correct. That that are missing from the list that should have been sold. 
Well, yeah. hold on now. Either missing from the list of sell, sold things or missing from the original inventory list. Uh, no, there, there, there wasn't an original inventory list. It was just items sold. Oh, see? Okay. Well, that's the wrong way to do it. Items sold. So, therefore, there could be a dozen things that were not sold, and there's no, com- there's no way for you to make a comparison. Correct. There's no original list to compare with the list of sold things. Right, unfortunately. Well, that is unfortunate. I mean, what were, what were you expecting? Were you expecting them to take an original list and then a sold list and give you a complete accounting? That's what I would expect. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't know it was happening so quickly. I just, I didn't even think. But okay, I so when you say, how do you back up? If you say, there are items that I know we're in the house, and they're not on the sold list. Where are they? What's the answer? Correct. Yeah. What, what is the answer? Well, the answer is that, well, where are they? I, I'm asking you, you under- did you flat out ask them about specific items that you know were in the house that are not on the list? No, I did not uh, ask them yet, and that was one of the reasons. This is what you're going to do. Calls. This is what you're going to do. You are going to say, look, I need to know the authority you have to charge $1,500 for cleanup because I do not believe I agreed to it. Then the next thing, I also want to know what happened to the following items that are not on the sold list. Then list the items. If I do not get satisfactory answers, consumer advocate Tom Martino said to come back on the air and he wants to tell people all about you. And here's his number. You can call and verify that I talked to him on the radio, and he's ready to go ape crap over this. I wish I could say the other word, because sometimes it's appropriate. But anyway, I, you know what? I'm telling you, you can tell her you talk to me and give her my number. Now, um, we can call them directly, but you didn't even, it's kind of unfair now to call directly. Suzanne, don't you think it's premature to call now because he didn't even ask? Right, Tom. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to do those two questions. You say, and, and did they actually refuse to give you the contract when you asked? Did you say, I'd like a copy, and they say, no, you already got one? No, she didn't say no. She All right, here's what I want then. First one, I want to see the contract. I want to see where you have authority to charge 1500 and I want to know what happened to the following items. You talked to Tom with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Martino, he's ready to unleash, but he wants to give you a chance. Please do that and call us back. You see, people, when I tell you what to do, I really mean it. If you do what I say, you'll win. And you will really get results. It's not a brush off. It's do some homework. Call us back. Centeno Schultz is the stem cell clinic. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. Hey, Tom Martino here. Welcome to the show. 
303-713-TALK, 303-713-8255. What's going on? This is the Consumer Advocate Show, the Troubleshooter Show, the Tom Martino Show, the Mark Major Show, the Deputy Show, the any show you want. We're all together in one big team, and we help by solving problems. Now, I started doing this more than 40 years ago. I... I have calculated we have recovered for consumers more than a hundred, well, several hundred million dollars in cash merchandise exchanges, refunds, and services. So welcome. One of the things I love to do is make referrals on things that work, and I love RealCBDThatWorks.com. It's Panacea Life Sciences. They have a pharmaceutical lab right here in Colorado. I didn't choose them because they're here in Colorado. Uh, that's one of the good things it just happened to be. And also they have a pharmaceutical lab that I toured. This is a, this is like a, a, a state of the art, wonderful facility, but the CBD products really work real CBD that works.com. Now they have different formulations. They have one for sleep. Dan has trouble sleeping. Dan, how did it work? Yes or no? And, and he, well, go ahead. I did wake up, but I, it was a very good sleep, a very good six sleep, hours. Yeah. but you woke up in six hours and, and it was like, what, three or four in the morning. Yeah. Three in the then morning. Then what do you toss and turn? Uh, can't sleep, so I just uh, okay. watching TV. What is that? Does that happen to you a lot? Like, bef- yeah. but before this CBD product, you didn't even fall asleep. You're saying no, I would fall asleep. I'd wake up a lot earlier. But so this this did improve some. Oh, it was a lot better sleep. It was oh, a lot good. Better sleep. Did you ever think about maybe when you woke up taking another one, or you're afraid you might be groggy? I, I that's what I thought. A little I might because they say take it an hour before you go to sleep. So I thought I'd, I'd be groggy in the morning. I would be interested to see I'll if you try it. I'll do, try do it. that for an experiment. If you get up at six, or excuse me, after six hours, and you take another one, I'd like to know because um, it's really cool. We're totally transparent here when we talk about stuff, um, and we're talking about surveillance and security. Do you have surveillance at your home? Um, do you have cameras, audio? Uh, do you use it? It's it's the way of the world right now. I'd venture to say with traffic cams, security cams, cell phones, uh, there's nothing you can do that's not recorded. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, Ryan Bias is with us. Is it Bias or Bias? Bias. Bias. Bias? Yeah. He's in the Springs. Watchpoint, LLC.com. Watchpoint surveillance. So what's the biggest demand? Small business, big business, medium business, homes. What's the what's the single most demand? Uh, I'm gonna say small business. Small bit. What do they want? Uh, cameras. Yeah, they're looking for cameras for security purposes. And not all cameras come with the audio part. One more time. I'm sorry. You don't always do audio with cameras. Sometimes just video. Doesn't have to be. It's it's entirely up to the customer. They can do audio or video combination of the two. We see a lot of requests for it for remote management. Purposes. They have technology, you know. I love this technology. Listen to this. Take a video frame, and in the frame, there's a sidewalk. There's a fence. There's some buildings. There's a street where cars go by. You can program it to count only the people that walk on the sidewalk past a certain point. You can program it to count the cars and not the people, or both. You have one count for cars, one count for people. You can program it to give you the number of people that hop the fence, but all within one video frame. That's pretty cool. 
It's amazing. Yeah, they've really moved a long ways away from the analog world. Now you're starting to see in the digital and HD world, the cameras themselves are intelligent or smart cameras. Now, there's a downside to intelligent photographs and pictures and video. Uh, If you ever download a photo, there could be, you can embed within a photo, you can embed a code. Uh, It's amazing how it's done, which means you download it. You think you just have a pretty picture, but all of a sudden, Something's been implanted in your computer. Malware or something like that. Man, I'll tell you, it's amazing how much bad stuff's out there, but hardly any for the Mac. I'm saying, I'm saying, Mark, we talk about Mac and PCs, or uh, I, I are, when we say Macs and PCs, are we saying Windows and PC and, and, yeah. and Windows and yeah. really, really Windows when we talk PCs, but. PCs have another operating system that was taking a hold. It's the Droid. I I love the interaction. Well, that's what Apple's built off of too, though. Off of what? Of basically, they're all off of the Unix, whatever. Well, is Windows off of Linux or is it on? You know that I don't know. But here's the thing: Um, this there's a fact. Apple does not get attacked. No, it's like DOS, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. Windows. But Apple doesn't get attacked like PCs do. They well, just I don't, don't know about that. Mark, man. they don't have as much malware. Now, I'm, I'd be silly to say I'm not a target because all computers are targets. And I do have a computer. I do have a antivirus and anti-malware stuff. But um, I don't know of any true hostage-taking that took place with Macs, you know? The locking? I don't know where you have to pay a fee. I don't know, but most of them, when they build those iPhones, they're built by, you know, poor little Chinese kids that live there. They get paid about $2 a day. That's a And rumor. they had to. That's no, it's not. And they had to install nets around the Foxconn building, and okay, you can Google listen, it, because they were jumping off and killing themselves. Now, what about, Mark? What about Nike? What about all I don't these wear companies? Nikes. No, but I, do all of these companies take advantage of foreign labor? Of course they do. They do in China, yeah. I mean... And, and actually, the problem is the Chinese may, government. And you could argue, you could argue, is that moral or immoral? And then think about it. That is to some people, this is the greatest job they ever had. They love the job. That's why Steady they income. plummet to their death. Oh, Mark. I think you take any, any sizable uh, segment of a population and you'll have suicides and you'll have depression and you'll have happiness. And Not in Windows, baby. So you, honest now, no fooling, you believe there was something conducive in that environment that caused suicides. Come yeah, on, they, Mark. Yeah, they literally, listen, Tom, I'm not kidding. They literally work there. They live there, and they made almost nothing. It was one of these setups, you know, you eat there, and they deduct it from your dollar a day. You know, you watch TV there, they deduct it from oh. your dollar a day. It was a slave camp. I think they've changed a little, but that's a very true story. Just Google Foxconn. Now, our number is 303-713-TALK. I have someone on. I'll get right now. But this is important. If you're listening, we have so many people that listen to podcasts and also downloads and streaming. and You can listen all different times, and you're wondering, how do I get a hold of these guys? 303-MARTINO. That's it. Or an email. Help at troubleshooter.com. Our calls today, Amanda wanted to know about her 2014 Subaru with an oil consumption problem. There is a process for getting that fixed. Jim wanted to uh, talk about uh, email hack that you had, if you did business with a company, you may be got, you may get an invoice by email and a hacker may have inserted their address to be paid instead of the 
the actual business. So you have to be sure when you pay, buy a link or buy an invoice online that it's going to the proper place. Adam wanted to talk about an estate sale with Divine Estate Sales and Services. He says he got charged some fees that were unauthorized. And also, he says there are some items unaccounted for. And Jeff, what do you want to talk about, sir? How are you doing? Pretty good, sir. How are you? What can we do for you, man? I just have a question about a property management company and rights as far okay. as their fees are concerned. You know, property uh, management Property management is, uh, God, is that a big field now? And I would say a lot of property managers take advantage of owners. Oh, my goodness. Now, how, tell me the, uh, this. Are you a landlord? No. I was a renter and... Now I own my own home. So you're a renter, and while you were a renter, you had a question about what a property management company did? Yes. Okay. What happened? Were you charged? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had a problem with fees uh, that they – What were you charged? That, what are you contesting? You were charged what? Uh, it, well, it, it's a, quite a long story. Uh, it, they basically just – started incurring fees and so i gave them a 60-day notice what what kind of fees though give me give me an idea of fees were you under a lease at the time jeff yes okay what kind of uh, fees are we talking about demand notice fees for uh talking to them uh a lot of them are unscripted they don't have like a title to them okay and and uh, i'm I'm trying to help understand this for you and i do want to help you and you might think my god he's not even letting me tell my long story but i need to know some things and i'll tell you why a lot of people listen and when you say i got fees what does that mean just one day uh you get an invoice for something and there's no explanation can you can you help us understand it Right. So I, because of the 60-day notice, I was given uh, a break lease fee, and I know okay. that I need to pay that. Was that the first fee? Was that the first fee after you after you broke yeah. your – okay, so you gave a 60-day notice, and this was going to end your lease uh, uh, prematurely. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so how much, how much uh, uh, was left on the lease? Uh, like six months. Okay. And so the fee, the contract said that they would charge two months uh, rent. Oh, that's um, good. I that mean, that's time. better than charging all six months. So you were charged right. fees. Yes. Okay. And so at that point, um, we had set up a, a plan that I was going to get uh, a substantial amount of money in August and that I would pay at that point. Um, but then they started an eviction at that point and are now charging me for the eviction and for late fees. I don't get I don't get it. I don't get it. You gave 60 day notice and you guys came to an agreement on the fees to be charged, right? Yes. And then you left in those after that 60 days, right? Yes. Okay. So before before we were able to leave they took us to court, and we went to court. But that's what I don't understand. I thought you already agreed to the break lease fee and the right. va- and the vacation date. Right. Well, then why so did you were, go to court? Because they produced an eviction and gave it, you know, put it on our door that right. they were evicting. Us. Even but though, like, even though you gave a sixty day notice and you agreed to pay a two month penalty and you had a a, a vacating date set. Even though all of that was set, they went ahead and evicted you. That's right. 
That's stupid. That's just, okay, hold on. That's stupid. I don't know why they would do that. Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Oh, man, I'll tell you, uh, Simply Floors, Inc. has a wild holiday ride. You call them, and they're giving an extra 5% on top of their already low prices because Buddy and Karen decided they want to pass savings on to you. They're in a buying group where they buy the same as the big boxes, but they're a small company but they do a lot of service and installations at low, low cost. Make your own appointment, simplyfloorsinc.com, and they'll come to your house. They also have a showroom at 52nd and Ward, simplyfloorsinc.com. Okay, so we have homework for Jeff to do for us to find out what's going on. We're going to have to help him, but I need to know more. This just sounds crazy. Now, breaking a lease, yes, comes with a penalty. It sounds like Jeff was willing to take that penalty and move on with his life because he's now in a home. So he gave 60-day notice, two months, and there were six months left on the lease. So at the end of the 60-day notice, you would have had four months left or you would have had six months left. I'm, I just want to make sure I know. At the end of that 60-day notice, you would have had how much left? Six months. That's the end of the 60 days. Okay. And 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 they were going to charge a two-month break lease fee, and you agreed to that, and then that was it. Yes. But before you could move out, they evict you. I don't even understand it. So what happened then? Tell the rest of your story. Uh, at that time, uh, we went to court, and uh, we had a bunch of evidence that we had paid July's rent, which was their basis for eviction. All right, and wait. Then, when, uh, when, when was your 60-day notice up? August, at the end of August, so September 1st. So you were going to be out, you were going to be out by August 30th or August whatever, right? That's right, yes. And instead, and and instead, they accused you of not paying July. That's right. Okay, go ahead. When this this happened, I called to pay the 1825 and they had an additional fees for a cat that had been in the residence since we moved in. But I had all of a sudden decided to start charging me an additional $100 a month for the cat. Now, did they um, go retroactive on Did they go retroactive on that? No, they just started uh, that Okay, month. so and, what happened? And so I called them and I said, you know, I, that you guys have known the cat's always been there. What's the big change? And Were they charging you just, just the difference for that or the whole rent for that month? The whole rent. But you proved that you paid it. This is what, you know, Mark is shaking his right. head. Well, what they did, what they did with the eviction is that when we got there, they dropped the case immediately. Um, we had proof that they were basically perjuring themselves on court documents. And, Why did they uh, go so- through all of this, Jeff? If you were going to move out at the end of August, why did they go through all of this? Why? Because we were arguing. I didn't like their customer service. I didn't like that they lied about not knowing about the cat for over a year and a half. Uh, and I was just done with arbitrary fees being tacked on to my rent every month. Okay. And so right. it pushed us. In other, words, they, in other words, they thought you were a pain in the ass. So, so they made yeah. up. They lied completely and said he did not pay July's rent. Therefore, we're evicting him. And then, you see, another thing, once they evict you, all bets are off. And that settlement of a two-month break lease is off. And they can charge you for everything. So did you? they dropped the case when you went to court. So where does it stand now? 
It stands with the same lawyer in a uh, a new case that's for collection. Hold on. And so they're coming things- even after dropping this case. They are now coming after you, and it's now. Um, you were out at the end of August. Is that right? That's right. So now, three months later, they're coming after you. Why? Uh, you know, I just think that it's because they don't like me. Uh, it, what are they I trying to collect? Uh, the amount now is five, uh, $5,550. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, 5,000? That's right. And I what what have you what paid it for damage? Wait. Did you already pay? Here's what I need to know. Did you pay all of your rent up to the end of August uh, no, and the reason being is because at the point. Uh, All right, hold on, August, hold on. Uh, uh, I I I want some. These are yeses and nos. So you did not pay all of your rent up to August thirty first. Did you pay the extra would, two months they charged you? They wouldn't allow me. Okay, here's what I want to know. At the end of August, how much rent had you paid? Did you did you pay August? The only rent I owed when I moved out was eighteen twenty five. I'm asking you, did you pay, you gave notice, and you paid rent every month after you gave notice or not? Not August. In, okay, uh, that's all I need to August, know. That's fine. I don't need any stories. I don't care about stories. You didn't pay August. Okay, how much is that rent? Eighteen twenty-five. Okay, and then, and then you didn't pay the other two months rent either, right? That's right. Why? Because when they cut off the ability to pay and... Why did they they cut off? Well, is it because you didn't pay August? No, they they cut it off in before I was even... When I went to pay August 1st, the online, my account was suspended. All right, here's what I'm going to say, Jeff. Here's what I'm going to say. This is a rare thing where I hear one side of the story, one side of the story... And I agree with the other side I, without even hearing them, because already what I hear is, you, first of all, you broke the lease. That's fine. You guys agreed to a two month termination fee, but you didn't pay August rent. So August wasn't paid plus another two months. And and I don't know how you left it. So they're coming after you. Uh, five grand seems almost appropriate. If you look at if, and, and listen, I want I'm playing devil's advocate here and it's going to be good for you because you may face this when you try to fight it. But 1825, it sounds to me times three is automatically what you owe automatically the end of August plus the two months. So why don't you pay the 5475? Why don't you pay it? That was my countersuit offer was to pay fifty five hundred dollars and have them drop this whole thing. I understand, but how much are they trying to get from you? I thought they're only trying to get fifty five hundred from you. Which is why this is so confusing. I offered that to them in the countersuit. All right. I don't believe you, but hold on, because I still want to help. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't believe you. We have the property manager on. 
I want to give him time. So I want to take a quick break. But Sean, can you hold Sean? Because what I'm hearing just yeah, doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me, Sean. I'm not on your side. I'm not on his side. But it just doesn't make sense to me. Do you, I'm sure you have another side to this story. Yes. Well, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me either. All right, hold on, hold on, and come back. I'm going to let you elaborate. Hold on. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. The property manager I have is not the property manager that dealt with Jeff. He's our expert. So that's what's important to know. We are trying to get a hold of the other property management company. And I don't mean any disrespect to Jeff, but his story just doesn't sound logical. He is saying that I put in a 60-day notice to break my lease. We agreed to a two-month termination fee. but the, And he was going to leave August 31st. Meanwhile, they filed for eviction but dropped it on the day, on the day of the hearing. Then he said he didn't pay his last month's rent. So Jeff, if I could, because you know, we will, we will fight for you if we know what we're fighting for, but I don't know what I'm fighting for. Could you please tell me without a lot of story, why did you not pay the agreed upon amount of the last month plus the extra two months? The website was off and I wasn't allowed in the building to drop it off, and I didn't trust that my money was going to go towards what it was supposed to. What do you Uh, mean, like, you didn't trust it would go? Like, if you wrote a check for those three things, those three months, what what do you mean you didn't trust? Did you think that the manager was going to cash it and use it? Well, at the time, when I went to pay it, the amount that they were asking for was over $8,000, including September's rent. They said I either paid that amount in full or I did not give them anything at all. But wait a minute. So they wanted August plus September plus an extra two months? That's right. Why? At that time. Why? Uh, She said it was an accounting error, but uh, it was just at that point that every time I went to pay, it was a different amount, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000. So right now, are you being taken to court? Yes. For how much? 55, 45, 50. Okay. I can't believe this because that's exactly what I calculated you owe. And you're telling me they will not accept it in lieu of court. They have not accepted so far. Basically, my countersuit offer during the eviction case was to accept $5,500 and leave me alone. Okay. That's reasonable. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Is Deputy Dan calling on this? He should. Because all the guy wants to do is pay it. My God, I don't understand it. Let's talk to Sean. Sean? I don't understand it, Tom. Now, Sean, by the way, is with Denver Real Estate Moguls. They do property management for as little as how many homes? Like for consumers and businesses. What is your minimum? Uh, What do you mean, our minimum? Like, can a single owner come to you and have you manage their rental? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We, do, we mostly have single owners. I mean, we have some that own multiples and things of that nature, too, but yeah. That's good. What do you charge? Uh, it depends on the area, but usually Denver is 
7% per okay. month plus okay. a half month's rent when we have to find new tenants. Okay, that's very reasonable. Now, when it comes to breaking leases, how many in the in the industry in general, do most of them have a predetermined fee or do they try to get the entire lease enforced? I would say most of them have some language about it uh, for sure, but they most of them will probably try to get the whole lease enforced, but the property management company should work with you try to get it rented out. <clears throat> Once it is rented out, then obviously you, you know you can't charge the tenants anymore and they're free and clear. The main thing that I'm not understanding here is where's all the communication? They should have emails of exactly every single thing that was going on here, and it should be spelled out pretty clearly. Well, the way this guy's Um, talking, they wouldn't talk to him. They always gave him wrong information, and then they refused to let him pay. I think he was was pissed off, and I think when they build him, you know, he and they build him too much. He just says the heck with these people. I'm not messing with them. You know, I don't believe it was a bookkeeping error or whatever. I just think he was Isn't pissed off. You know, it sounds like he was just frustrated. Right, Jeff? You were frustrated. That's right. So he wants to pay it now. I mean, I don't know of anybody that would choose to go to court if they can get exactly what they're asking uh, because there's no incentive. Now, people might be thinking, oh, they just want to add attorney's fees and all that. That's not true. Attorneys would rather just not bother with this kind of stuff. Dan, did you talk to them? I would never want to deal with a hassle like that. Deputy Dan, did you talk to them? I did. They didn't have anybody. They might call back on the back line if they get somebody available. But here's another thing is they kept his deposit, too without giving them a letter of why they kept it. Well, okay, now hold on. That's a different issue. They need to do that, too. How much is your deposit? 2050 Well, that should be applied to what you owed. I mean, that goes without saying. They never told you why they're keeping your deposit, because that's a separate issue. Uh, well, I do have a letter here that I got November 18th. That's so That was right. It has to be within 30 days unless extended to 60 days by lease. And what does that letter say? Uh, it's dated for October 1st, and it just lists my credits versus the charges. Okay. What charges the- are coming off of your, depo- of your deposit? Uh, there's some damage repairs and cleaning. Okay, and then I think they I think they did what was right when it comes to that, okay? I don't want to go do this anymore. Well, we're going to wait to hear from the management company, but here's the bottom line. What you need to do is if you're willing to pay, you should tell a judge when they try to assess more costs that you offered to pay and they refuse to talk to you if they refuse. And we will be a record that they refused because we're telling them you want to pay in full. And that's ridiculous that they would continue to go to court. Karen, I'm so sorry for the wait. Let's talk foreclosure. What's happening? Oh, hi. Hi, Karen. What can we do to help you? Hi. Hi. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to try not to have a lot of story here. Go ahead. Okay. So the current home that I live in um, was originally owned by my parents. And um, back in 2003, they actually took out a second mortgage on the home. Um, They fell on some hard times. They ended up filing for Chapter 7 bankruptcy, um, and that second mortgage company um, was then listed as a lien holder on the title. And so in 2011, they got divorced. Um, My dad removed himself from, um, I guess, from being on the mortgage. 
So my sisters and I took over. So they we hold on. So it, it, there was a first yeah. and a second when they filed for bankruptcy. That is correct. Okay. So usually okay. those notes they go uh-huh. away when it comes to personal liability. However, they stay as instruments against the home. Absolutely. Okay. So how much were those two loans? So um, the, the main loan I believe was like uh, for 80 something thousand. It's that second mortgage. That one was for 30. Well, the original balance was 38,500. They had paid it down to like 34,000. And then, okay. So they had a 34 K and an 80 K. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what happened? So then, um, so when my dad removed, was removed from the title, um, we refinanced the home and there were other liens on the home as well. So we said, you know what, we're going to take care of all of these. And when I say we're, it's um, myself and my two other sisters. Um, when we refinanced the home, we pulled out enough equity to pay off all of the liens. Got and it. This second, this second mortgage company that was listed, um, we, we were working with Quicken Loans and then uh, the title company. Well, they, they told us we can't find them. And we said, well, we haven't paid them because they were included in the bankruptcy. Um, but we did still see them showing on the deed of trust. Karen, so they were Karen, um, yeah. yeah. Let, let me make it very, very clear, though. Very, very okay. clear. Even, okay. even though they went through a bankruptcy, this second did not go away unless – at the time, it's a very right. complicated formula. At the time of foreclosure, the house had gone down in value so much that that mm-hmm. second was beyond the value of the home, which would make it an unsecure loan, and then or an yeah un, in, unsecure loan, and therefore it would be discharged in bankruptcy. But that's a very rare occurrence. Hold on, and we'll we'll continue. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Folks, if you're not listening online, you're missing out on adventure and things we talk about behind the scenes. Oh, my goodness. Let's put it this way. If I say, hey, it looks like it's going to snow, Mark will say, I'll bet you lunch. I mean, if I say, okay, it doesn't look like snow. Yes, it does. I mean, it's like called, it's like, it's just contrary. Well, Suzanne, because almost I can say everything anything. you say is wrong. Everything I say, he takes the other side. And then Dan chimes in. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. I mean, he's a little, you know what they the call The peanut gallery you know, over there. A little Baba Louie. Quick draw on Baba Louie. Yeah, yeah, me too. You're, you're right, Marky. Let's go. So, Karen, um, keep your story going, dear. So, let's, let's, so you're in your parents' home and you refied. There was a 34K and an 80K, roughly, of liens. And what happened? Did you pay them off? Yes, I paid off um, the other liens that were on the home, yes. What are, so whoa, whoa, whoa. what does that to... mean, other liens that were on the home? What does that other mean? Other liens. Okay, so there, were, there was also a lien. Uh, there was an IRS lien. Um, there was, my dad, he, he had a business uh, that was failing at the time. Okay, I got a better one. I got a better one. You okay. paid all liens except which one? Except for the one that was with the second mortgage. Okay, got it. And okay. I, yes. And so um, now we acknowledge that it was on the deed. Okay. Trust and, and, and we said, hey, we'll, we'll take care of this. Got it. So 
Quicken Loans and the title company, um, we got emails back and forth. They're like, we can't find this company. We don't we don't know who they are. We can't find you them. You know what's and amazing said, to well, me? If they refinanced you, here's what I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. happened. If they refinanced you without mm-hmm. paying this off, when they mm-hmm. removed, when they refinanced you, they had to remove the first, which was the $34,000 loan. When they removed, when they removed that, the $80,000 second became first and Quicken became second. So keep going. What happened then? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, what they basically told us is that, you know, yes, we can still refinance. This is fine. Uh, we didn't know that we should not have been able to refinance with that, um, I guess. Right. I understand. They misled the, you. Yeah. They misled us. So, But anyway, they, didn't, but they didn't hurt you. They did not hurt you. They gave you a loan when no one else would have given you a loan. And not only that, you got to pay off all those liens, including tax liens. So no matter what, you're in a better position than you were. No matter what. Correct. Okay, so now Correct. what? Keep going. Okay. So then, um, then just this year, um, we get a letter stating that. Now this year, meaning how many years ago did you do that refi? 2016. In 2016. Got it. Keep going then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then um, just in October of this year, we get a letter stating the home is in foreclosure because there has been uh, a collection company who has purchased this Got loan it. Or, or this collection, I guess. Gotcha. And, um, you know, now right. it's to the tune of a, like $107,000. Okay. And so we went back uh, to the title company and we said, okay, well, what's going on here? And they With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, well, we simply just omitted this from the title because it was included in the bankruptcy. Oh, my God. You may have. Hold on. Are you saying you may have something against the title company? Yes. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That might be something that, Wow. Did they expose themselves? Hold on, Karen. Could you imagine them getting out of paying that $80,000 loan because the title company left it out? Now the title company has to pay. We'll find out coming up and more. This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. No. Tom Hi, Martino, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. 303-713-TALK. 303-713-8255. If you're looking for pain relief, real CBD that works.com, and I'm serious. Real CBD that works.com, Panacea Life Sciences. Listen, I'm going to make it a requirement that people on the referral list, you can't be on the referral list if you come to the studio to visit us, like Ryan did from Watchpoint Surveillance, and you fall for Mark and, uh, and Dan's stupid humor. There's nothing stupid about free lunches for everybody. They bet they bet our people free lunches. No, nope, don't bring it up. Don't, 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 don't. Because you don't want the secret out. Of course not. Anyway, they do a prank. And and when our guests fall for it, um, from now on, they're going to be expelled from the referral list. Because I'm figuring <laughs> if they're not smart enough to uh, get past that prank, I don't want them. Anyway, 
303-713-TALK, 713-8255. All right, so we're talking about uh, something very serious, and uh, we got a foreclosure problem. Then we have some others. Now, I'm going to ask Karen if she could hang on a second, because we have some additional research being taken place on the title company issue. So, staff, ask Karen if she can hang. I'm going to take another question or two, because this is a serious issue. Here's the bottom line. She faces a foreclosure, but thinks the title company should pay because they missed something very germane. There's a lot of variables in that. But I want to uh, talk to other people. Reggie? What's going on, Reggie? Yeah, um, I've got Wastewater Management Division. Yeah, well, that, that, that is a, um, that's for drainage, basically. You, you pay right. for drainage, and right. they usually correlate it with water. What's going on? Okay, so back in 2016. And is this Denver, pay- by the way? Yeah. Okay, yeah. what about it then? I was paying uh, thirty four ninety five twice a month. Okay, and I I this is the last bill I could find, but this year it went up to a hundred and five sixty twice a, a year. How much did it go up? From what to what? From sixty nine ninety to two hundred and eleven twenty. Wait a minute. The single yeah. payment was sixty nine dollars and you paid that twice a year. No, the single payment for sixty nine ninety that was half. I paid thirty four ninety five twice a year. Now it has went up to one hundred and five sixty twice a year. So from thirty four to one hundred and five. Right. From and thirty. So your payment went from thirty five dollars to one hundred and five. Right. I don't. I don't understand that. Well, I, I mean, either, I'm so not saying. Listen, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm wondering why didn't we get other calls about this? Now, did it happen all at once? I believe so because I, I I paid it and then I thought, well, that doesn't seem like um, that's too much. And then I called them and they told me that they hadn't done assessments since the '80s, sometimes. And they did an assessment, and they figured that my house, my driveway, and my garage was... Are they retroactively charging you? No. They're not trying to make up for lost time? No. So from $70 a year to $200 a year, and, and they're saying it's because they haven't assessed in a long time. That, that's what they said, and they said they did an assessment. Well, then it is making up for lost time. So I said, well, where, where, when, when did you do the assessment? She said, I'm not sure, but we did a, a flyover. Yeah, and your no, house, I understand. Yeah, Your house, your driveway, and your garage is preventing the rainwater from soaking into the ground. No, no, I, listen, I know exactly what they're saying, Reggie. And, and by the way, as you think the flyover sounds schlock, and it's not. It's actually very accurate. What they do is they take the footprint of hard surface, and they calculate how much drainage you're preventing. And that drainage, it, you know, in, in other words, you are charged for the water that you drain and you're charged for the prevention of natural absorption. Oh, boy. But here's the deal. 
all you have to do is challenge it based on facts. You can't challenge it just because you don't like it. In other words, I mean, I imagine a lot of people don't like it. I just find it hard to believe, though. So when you call Denver Wastewater, in fact, I'd like to call them, Daft. Let's just call them. I'm sure they're getting other calls about increased assessments, and they would love to take this opportunity to talk about it. It's probably correct if they truly haven't updated their pricing yeah. since 1980. You know, this happens once in a while when, um, you know, when people do uh, any kind of reassessment of any kind. In Denver, it happens all the time. They're simply raising taxes another way. There you go. <laughs> Hold on, though. We will get an answer from them. We'll try to get an answer from them. 303-713-TALK. You know, Kristen, I don't know the answer to, I think, the issue you're bringing up. I don't know because there are so many people nowadays that just have cameras. What are you looking right. for? What are you looking for? I have a newborn and I have, or six-week-old, and I have a three-year-old who's very active. And we want good quality Christmas photos. You want like family portraits like they used to do. And you know what? Sears. Montgomery Ward. No, no, listen. uh, Would you remember a place called, or was this just back east? Olin Mills? Oh, yeah. Was that just back east? It was back east. They were here. Listen, you're looking for good old fashioned photography. Now, I will tell you this. iPhone? I will tell you this. Here's the biggest problem you're going to run into there are tons of wonderful photographers out there the problem you'll run into is um differentiating them from the schlock because anyone can call themselves a photographer just like nowadays everybody is into video i mean it's amazing to be a videographer you had to have state-of-the-art equipment and talent and know how to edit there are just you know people say i'm going to be a videographer and they buy a video camera and they put themselves out there as video producers and you know editors and shooters and it looks like crap so that's your problem not finding them but finding a good one so, yeah, who do you use for your family? That's what we no. I had a professional. We had professionals do our Mark. Who did our stuff? They yeah. did great jobs. Um, they're all out of business. Wait, wait. God, there's. A I kid. just asked Suzanne. They're all out of business. There's a guy. Oh my God, he's so good. What was his name? Gary. He looked like a punk rocker. He did all of my posters and video. <laughs> he was so good. Then there's another guy called Chris. Oh, man. You know what? I got to get names. Uh, Here's the good news. We should have them on the referral. By the time her one-year-old's 15, she'll never look at the picture again, so you're just wasting money right now. No, she's not. Okay, when's the last time you looked at a baby photo of one of your kids? Okay, uh, two days ago. Mark, I look all the time. I look all the time. I, you know, listen. Not everyone, not everyone is like Mark. We look. No, at you could do a million photos right here. Have them forever, digitally kept on a hard drive. That's There's true. No, come Tom, on, but you can digitally keep the professional of course ones too. You can. Yes, uh, the nonprofits I'm involved with have uh, deals. A lot of times that don't sell, we get more than one. I can find out who those are. You mean like them. like silent auction stuff? Exactly, and they are photo sitting photo all opportunities. Right. Now, listen. Here's what we're gonna do. And this is the value of the show, Kristen. I, I have two people I do use, and I'm going to get those okay. names. But I hear something else. You're going to hear people calling in right now, and you're okay. going to love it because we are going to ask people if you know of a professional photographer, a real one, not somebody who just put up a shingle because they bought a camera. I mean, a really good professional photographer. Please let us know. Deputy Dan will do it for eight bucks. 750 if you're hot. 
man, there are people that do such good work. And I want to find, I truly want to find, okay, I found one right here. And she did work for me. Um, she did work for me. Her name is Deanna Erz. I wonder if she's still on. I wonder if she's still doing it. Deanna. Yep, I looked at her stuff. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm telling you, Deanna Erz. D-E-A-N-N-A-U-R-S. Um, and and I, I know this woman very well. She did some fantastic stuff for me. Why do you think there's no more photographers in strip malls, department stores, and everywhere? They don't make Kmart everywhere in the world. Listen. No, it's because this takes just as good as a photo is that equipment. Mark, it has to do with content. Here's what I want you to do, Kristen. You, I want you to listen to the show. But meanwhile, go to DeannaErs.com. It's D-E-A-N-N-A. URS.com. Okay? I miss Polaroids. And and Kristen, did you get that, dear? Kristen? Yes, I got that. Thank you. I want you to check it out and then go down to Commission Portraits. Uh, She might be more than you want to spend, but Mark claims, look, nowadays with the digital photography and the technology, you know, almost anyone can take photos. But Mark, on a serious note. Yeah, go. Really. Don't you truly believe, though, there are people that have this eye for content and and contrast? And- of, of course, but there's also the reality that the reason none of these places exist anymore is because your equipment on your phone is just as good as most of the other equipment. But Mark, the- that's not true. Look at all the places that do senior photos. They yeah. also do family photos. They're in business all over town. They're name not one. out of business. No, I- name one. Sergeant I just named Peppers you one. Down in Littleton, Monty. So she Monty knows some. On South. Broadway, yeah. Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, I had some professional photos done there years ago. They were really good. And you think they're this still dear, open? Mark, I'm going to show you something. Yeah, I'm going to look. Monty Nuss is some definitely of these still videos, Broadway and Arapahoe Road. Some of these videos you see that Deanna did, unfreaking believable uh, unfreaking believable right, 303-713-TALK. Hi, Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Welcome. Okay, now, James, what's going on with you, James? What's happening? Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. Called in to uh, give a name of a photographer, and I I gave her all the information. Oh, good. What photographer was that? She she did my uh, my daughter's high school photos. Really good job. Independent. Um, took her to Cherry Creek, took the dog. Everything beautiful. Good. Her name is uh, Diane Noda, N-O-D-A. How much is it, roughly? You know, I'd have to look it up. You know, she could probably call her and talk to her over the phone. Yeah, sure, it. sure. I could get you that, but I don't Thank know right you. Now. Appreciate it. So, um, and her number is 303-949-5002. Okay. And, so, uh, and I was telling you guys about Deanna Erz as well. I didn't give that number out. Um, I, but I think anybody can look it up. Yeah, but the, the main thing is I want other people as well to call in. Oh, okay. Deanna Erz is uh, 303-805-9971. And again, anyone else with suggestions on photographers, it's something we don't often think about now. But look, I think it's important. Uh, Mark says, hey, we, when was the last time you looked at these pictures? I do agree that a lot of photos you take when you're on vacation and stuff you never look at again. So uh, you have something else uh, yeah. Yeah, on your mind? Yeah. Yes, sir. And I mentioned this, and I didn't know if yeah. I should take it on the air with you, but uh, she yeah. said, go ahead. Is the CBD product you're talking about? What about and it? And 
I looked online, yeah. right? And I have, uh, there's several options there, the yeah. fast, the, the different things. Are you talking about the brand or um, uh, within that brand there are several things? Within the one you advertise. Yeah, Panacea Life Sciences, right. Right, yeah, I'm on there and I was looking at it. I'm, well, my problem is kind of, I think it's kind of arthritis pain and stuff. And uh, yeah, kind of that keeps me awake at night. So if I solve my pain, I, I'll sleep better too. But uh, it's so I don't know what the best thing to use for. Okay, you know, I see what you're saying. Pain. You're you're saying you know I I do know they have a lot of choices on there, but it all boils down to this. Okay, yeah. first, it's THC or not THC. Okay, uh-huh. meaning full spectrum or the other, and I I forget what the other's called, but that's what you want to know. Broad. And Broad. Okay, broad spectrum or full. You, I would suggest for pain, the one with THC is a little better. They both work fine, okay? So, and then delivery is after that. And it's really simple. They did that for one reason, for... Um, for for just for preferences that's all if you took the pure oil and just put it under your tongue right. it's going to work the same as any other kind except for the sleep which they add some melatonin but when it comes to cbd they're all the same it's simply the delivery system not one of them will work differently than the other for example the fast formula the chewable tablets go into your system faster okay that's a sublingual right yeah that's what they call it sublingual you chew it and you you know yeah. yeah then they have the soft gels that's just oil in a soft gel right then they have uh gummies uh the cherry bombs they're what you have to concern yourself with is what do you like? That's all, because it's all exactly the same. And the other thing is, how do you, not only what you like, do you like to chew or do you like just to take a gel? Um, That's the main thing. Then the other thing you concern yourself with is a THC or not. And I would say, you know, I like THC. uh, Because there's a tiny bit and it does give it a little turbocharge. But I can take either one. The other one, and, and that's it, or topical. Now, I will tell you, of all the CBD products, no matter who makes them, topicals work the least, uh, are the least effective. I'm not I saying, agree with that, I'm yeah. not saying they're not effective. I am saying <laughs> internally taking it is more effective than simply rubbing it on. That's that all. That makes sense. And and you know what the 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 panacea life sciences have have a great product so they're all going to work they're all the same Uh, people have to know that when you're into marketing you have to give people choices and that's all they're doing okay but the the pure oil the pure oil is pure uh, you you can do that under the tongue there's there are little vials of the the pure oil but people don't like that so But, but make sure you stick to that brand because we know. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, what oh. they say is in there. There's a lot of brands out there that say 75 milligrams or whatever, and there's none in there. Yeah, yeah. you got to be really careful about that. Now, as far as dosages, right? I would start with the least and go to the most to see right. what works. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, but if you're going to order a product first, 
you may say, well, I don't want to, I, I can't spend that much money. Uh, what should I do first? Then I'd go to the highest dosage because you're never going to OD on this stuff. So right. I'd go, so I'd go to either the 75 milligram soft gel or chewable and gotcha. then take one. And if it absolutely is wonderful, then you can try one lower when you run out. I mean, that's the deal. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. And I'll give it a shot. I bought some cheap stuff off the shelf at Whole Foods. It helped a little bit. Not, you know, you know what? It, yeah. If you get a little CBD, they're all the same. It's going to work. The, mat, the, the idea is not, does CBD work or not? The brand, it, the only thing a brand assures you of is the purity of the product and the amount of the product. That's all. No one can say that their CBD, if, if they all do it the same, everyone's CBD will be exactly the same. You know, there's no magic here. It's CBD. Now, I, I, wait a minute. I'm curious because I don't know. With marijuana... You have THC levels. Some of the marijuana gets you really high. Others That's doesn't. That's right. So, but CBD, some strains aren't better than other no, strains. No, if you do it correctly, okay. Or there are no real, there are no technically strains because that that strains come with a, a THC uh, manipulation, not from the cannabis manipulation. So, can this the 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 CBD is the base level of the plant the stuff they used to throw out the hemp you know so so they take the cbd from that and then here's the deal though if the oil is done correctly it's there are no different strains or different um uh, potencies because you can't have more than 0.3 percent of thc and the rest of it's just the oil so there there is no magic to this product at all you just pick the kind you like now, Bill wants to give kudos. Go ahead. You're at Budget A1 Transmission and Auto Repair. And did they twist your arm and tell you to call? No, no, sir. I'm not actually there. Oh. In fact, it's been so it's been so easy, even oh. from from setting up the tow through Dick's towing. The the whole thing has been awesome working with them. Now, why did Scott you go there, there, Bill? Why did you go there? Well, because of you. I mean, what problem did you have? I appreciate that. What problem did you have? Well, yesterday morning on the way to work, on the way to work, my transmission decided to grenade itself. I was lucky to get it to one shop to get it off the road after I took my wife to work. But still, it, it, this was just yesterday. <laughs> and so and so handling it from yesterday to today, where it sounds like, and I don't know from them or not if it's going to be returned by the end of the day or even tomorrow, but it sounds like it possibly could. And we were talking about early next week, and even that would have been awesome because my my other best thing was going to be two or three weeks, and and they're even coming in a couple of hundred dollars under budget, and that includes the tow, and it's just been awesome. I can't believe that. That's wonderful. I love hearing stuff like this. I thank you for taking the time to do this about budget. We got more coming up. I'm Tom Martino, Bonnie Shields, family law attorney extraordinaire. She does mediation, too. I have an email question. If both sides agree to mediation, in a normal divorce, they each make about the same, a combined income of about 128 how much would they save over a conventional divorce? If I, I have no idea how to answer that, but... What is there such a thing as a normal divorce? Like, what's an average divorce? 
Bonnie. And if it's contested, you mean? No, that they 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 both are you know relatively you know everything's cool. But yeah, what 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 would they save through mediation? Is mediation oh, a doing saving? it that way? Right. As opposed, first of all, I would say this just from my knowledge, and not a lot of knowledge in the legal part of it, but knowing so many people through the show that have called me for help. A divorce, no one is going to go through a divorce, uncontested or not, for less than 5000 each. No one. You think I'm wrong? I think you're wrong. You do? Oh, yeah. An uncontested. Now, I'm not talking about mediation. I'm talking about when they each hire an attorney. You really believe. Oh, if they each have an attorney. Well, yeah, like a normal divorce I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Uncontested? No, it could. I've had them. If they settle early. Three each? Less than that. Yeah. Yeah. Three each. Uh-huh. Okay. And any kind of issue whatsoever, it doesn't take long to get to five grand with attorneys. N- no, it doesn't take Most long of them ask that for a retainer up front. Yep, yep. Okay, so what I'm asking is then, what about the same situation with mediation? I would say no matter what, you're going to save half, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Well, even if you were at, a, let's say, a mediation all day and you got all your resist- issues resolved, so maybe you spend... Depending on what mediator, thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks on the mediator. Your final hearing is going to cost you, depending on the case, eight thousand and up each. So if together you spend a couple grand with a good mediator, your attorney's fees are the same. But yeah, it can save you oodles. So we're going to talk about what mediation looks like. I, I mean, physically, logistically, what does it look like? Because some people say I don't want to be there with them. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. We're going to talk about it because mediation should be the norm. Now let's go back to Karen. Karen, we have been doing some research and we have some real estate experts we have talked to and we're getting an attorney. But right now, I want to bring people up mm-hmm. to date. This, this is very complicated and, and it can go both ways. You had two loans on your home, one mm-hmm. for 34 and one for 80 something. Let's just say 80 and 30. And, and the, 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 the first was 30. The second was 80. When you guys refinanced, you took the house from your dad because your dad declared bankruptcy. Bankruptcy Mm -hmm. does not take the liens off the house. They stay on the house unless in some very rare circumstances, if you had a house that was worth less than the first, then the second usually drops off as an unsecured loan. It's called stripping. But that there's no way your guy's house would have been worth less than 30. I mean, you know, so I don't think. So you have an, a certain amount of obligation. And back when he did his, uh, his uh, bankruptcy, he should have addressed it because he may have had some of it stripped. But it looks like the bottom line is this. It's a valid lien. But you right. said the title company did not list it as an exception. Is that right? Correct. So what they did is they omitted it from the title, uh, and they said the reason they did that, it was based on the fact that we told them that it was included in a bankruptcy. Okay, but hold on. When you say they didn't include it in title, no one includes anything in title. Here's how title insurance works. Title insurance says we are going to insure any liens that we missed. That's what they say. Any liens that we missed. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of, then they list exceptions. 
They don't list what they're insuring. They list what they're not insuring. So in the exceptions, did they put this $80,000 note? Because if they didn't, they're morons. Because even though you mentioned it, they should have put it in there. Did they list it? they did not. They did not. And And the title insurance or the indemnification form that they had assigned, they did not list. Um, this company, which at the time it was Alliance Funding. Okay. They did not list them. Now, this is going to be very complicated because they did not list it as an exception and it came back to bite you. But the most important question is at the time of closing, was it a recorded lien? It was a recorded lien at the time of closing. Then, in my opinion, they're morons because no matter what you say, if there is a recorded lien, even if the the title company says, you know what, we don't believe that's a valid lien, they would still list it as an exception because they they don't want the exposure. So you're saying, I want to make sure I have this right, at the day of closing, had someone did a title search on that deed, they would have found an $80,000 second. They would have found, well, in, the second was the one that was the, the 30000 the 30, so, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I got it, it just the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have it the opposite. So the it was the 30000 because the second was It doesn't the matter. 000, okay, now, so, okay. They yeah. would have found... A $30,000 second. Yes. And they even, you know, UPS and sent me a copy of that title search that they did. And it is clearly listed on there. But they did not put it as an exception. Correct. God. Mark, can you believe they screwed up like that? Well, yeah. My God. Now I want want to bring up Frank Duran, the realestateman.com. But Frank is a thorough man. And I have to take a quick break, and there's no way he can say this before the break. So I'm going to take, I'm I'm just put you on hold, and then I'll take Frank. But Mike, very quickly, this hit and run, I'm not taking the problem now. I want to get started on it. Did someone hit your car? I was stopped at a light, and a guy hit me from behind. And took off? What? And they took off? Yes, and I got their license plate number. The owner of the car was not driving, and they they refused to reveal Ah. the identity of the driver, so their adjuster says they're not paying me damages. I know. Hold on. We'll come back. That's an interesting one I think I can help with. Tom Martino here, 303-713-TALK. 713-8255. So Karen said there was a second on her home when she refinanced, and it was listed very clearly. And uh, the title company did not list it as an exception. That sounds very serious to me. I don't know, man. And now they're coming back trying to collect. The title company says, we thought it was discharged in bankruptcy. Well, that's ridiculous because uh, loans are almost never dismissed or discharged in a bankruptcy ever unless they're stripped. And that is a very, very rare occurrence. So not just so you know, it's rare. So what does she do now? I would put in a claim with the title company. Let's talk to Frank Duran, the real estate man. Frank, I know I know you don't like getting involved in legal stuff like as far as legal advice, but you do certainly have gut feelings and opinions. 
if you had a closing where where something was clearly shown to be on a title and the title yeah. company insured you anyway and they didn't yeah. list it as an exception isn't that what except the exception uh, section is for Exactly, Tom. And I'll tell you what, I, I honestly think they ought to take that up with the title company and have the title company work it out with the second and determine why was this, you know, what was missed, uh, what, what exactly happened, but absolutely uh, have title company take it up with them. Even if they say, well, Karen, uh, you and your people misled us saying it was discharged in bankruptcy. These idiots could have looked at the case number. I mean, they, they had bankruptcy files. They could look at it. They could, they could look at the title itself and see it wasn't dismissed or yeah, discharged. Unfortunately, Tom, unfortunately, things like this happen from time to time, and it's a, real, it's a, it's a bummer. Uh, but that would be the, the thing is, is take it up with the title company and, and really start there. So, I, you know, I, I, I think you got a good case, Karen. What, what's, okay. the name of, and, what's the name of the title company? The title company is now known as Amrock. Whoa, oh, 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 you said, hold on. You said some terrible, terrible, terrible words. Uh-oh. You said I say? now known as. What the hell does yes. that mean? So beforehand, they were known as title source. So Title Source has now become Amron. No, 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 and no, so- no. They just changed their name. If that's all they did, I doubt it. Did they just change their name? That's what they told me because they said they were still be a able DBA. to all- Well, yeah. you better look at Karen. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you straight. If this is not the same exact company, you're screwed. If they dissolve that other company, you're screwed. Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, you are. Uh, now, there's a carrier. They were just agents or brokers, I believe, as a title company. I don't think they underwrite it. So you may try that, too. That would be good. But as far as liability for this company, who's the underwriter? What's the what, Who underwrites the title insurance? Um, in this case, I am not sure. I would have to find that out. Frank? Um don't you believe it's a matter of policy, not the not the actual company, right? Correct. That's what I would but say. Then, but then again, uh, boy, has she has she talked to an attorney? Possibly. I have, and I have okay. an attorney who's working on it. And as a matter of fact, wait, what did this attorney say about it, and how did you find the attorney? Well, because our, we thought our only way to handle this was uh, bankruptcy. So it's a bankruptcy attorney that we're working with. Well, that's not the right and place. So- that's absolutely not the right place. Okay. I mean, uh, unless this attorney was the one that handled the bankruptcy. But even then, what, what would a bankruptcy attorney do? You, Karen, I don't know how to say this cl- more clearly. You don't get rid of loans in a bankruptcy. When it comes Correct. to secured property, you get rid of personal liability. So they can't go after your dad. Right. But they can come after you. Or they yes. can come. No, they, they really can come after. They can't come after you technically. They come after the property. They're not coming after you. You're not personally liable. If they sold that house and had a deficiency, they can't come after you. Right. So... You got a problem here that you must address with a real attorney. I, I'm serious okay. because if you're or you're going to lose the house, they're going to start a foreclosure. And here's another thing. Right. Here's another thing. If that was of title, 
if that was of title when you closed, mm-hmm. the minute they paid off that other deed of trust to step into first place, they would not have been in first. The second would now become first. So you got all kinds of problems, and I, I, I can't stress it enough. Get professional. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Legal help. Thank you, Frank Duran, the real estate man.com. Great guy. 303-927-1622. We have a weird insurance issue. What happens when somebody hits and runs and they won't tell you who was driving? This is the Troubleshooter Show. Help, I need somebody. Now, Tom Martino, the Troubleshooter. I'm Tom Martino. Thank you for being here. If you ever have an urgent issue with a garage door, your spring broke, it won't open. OneClearChoiceDoors.com. Or you can just have them do it before it breaks and fix it up. They have great garage door openers, including the new Sidewinders. That's what I have. They're remarkable. And then, of course, Wi-Fi gateways, battery backups. Starting at 333 bucks for the openers, they do doors to 720-370-3987. Just look them up. OneClearChoiceDoors.com. Okay, so... This is an important issue. Mike had a hit and run. Mike, let's uh, let's sum it up again. You were hit while you're at a red light, I, and they took off. And now, the owner of the vehicle, you got a license plate. The owner of the vehicle says, "We're not going to tell you who's driving." So the insurance company says, because of that, um, we don't have coverage. We're not giving you anything, right, Mike? Is that it? Right now. The owner of the car, did the owner of the car report it stolen? No. Is the owner of the car saying they know who drove it? They say they know the person by a nickname only. How did they get the car? Did they say? I don't know. The police report, uh, I haven't read the police report, but the cop called me that same night and said he found the owner and convinced him to come in with insurance, et cetera, uh, to the station the next day. But And who's the insurance company? Huh? Who's the insurance company? Lawyer. Oh, my God. You know what? When there is no cooperation on the, on the part of the insured, and Brian Burns at Compass Insurance Group is our expert. The, uh, we use the people at Compass as our experts. And Brian, in general... That's a legit reason a lot of insurance companies give. They say, we're getting no cooperation from our insured. Is that right? Yep. No, you're right. That does happen. There's nothing an agent can do when, it, when an insured does not cooperate. But, so, so that sounds weird, doesn't it? But usually, when an insured does not cooperate, you go directly after the insured. And when they realize they're going to have thousands of dollars they owe, they go back to their insurance company and start cooperating because the insurance company doesn't care. But in the case of Fred Loya, I swear to you, 
I would not put it past any one of those agents to say, hey, we can make this go away. Just don't cooperate. Now, there are people saying, oh, my God, why would they ever do that? I think they would. That's just my opinion. This is the one. Well, no, this is the worst company. I mean, we have all state farmers, state farm, American family and Fred Loya, the bad ones. But Fred Loya is probably at the top of that list. I mean, actually, all state and state farm do more damage because Fred Loya doesn't insure as many. But Fred Loya, as as far as ethics go, is the worst. Yeah, they're they're not a, a real enjoyable company to work with, in my opinion, and in, in my experience. So, right. um, a question for you though: the car that was damaged, does it have collision coverage? Well, the the adjuster told me on the phone. Mike, that- I'm asking. No, no, you didn't hear. Your insurance coverage. Do you have collision coverage? I have the minimum, which uh, okay. does not cover right. my damages. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he doesn't have coverage, and that's right. unfortunate because. Uh, technically, Fred Loya is right. They don't have to pay anything if they don't know who was driving. Here's the deal. It's up to you, Mike, to do that. Now, what I would do, let me tell you what I would do. I would sue that owner of the car. I would. And you know what I would say? You're responsible. Make him go to court. I'd go to small claims court if that would cover your damage. I don't know if it would. How much How much is your damage? How much is the car worth or your damage, whichever is uh, less? Well, the body shop could only find the external damage, and they found damage underneath. How much? 2300 minimum. What's the car worth? Well, I bought it. It's, uh, I'm not asking what you bought it for. What is that car worth technically? What is it worth? I don't know. Give me it's an idea. Only, uh, what year is it? It's only four years old, and I got it at a Hertz car rental sales lot. Oh, so okay. It so it's a 2015? Right. Mitsubishi. Okay, so it could be worth a good dime. You're never going to cover that in small claims. I paid 7600 for it. Oh, you got a good deal. Yeah. Okay. I Do you think it's totaled or not? No. No, no. It's just the rear end. Then with, I would uh, sue. Listen, I would sue for three or four grand to fix it. And I would sue the owner of that other car. Now, the owner of that car, you see, they're going to make noise. We're not responsible. Somebody else was driving, but who cares? You don't care. Make him come to court and tell a judge because here's what you're going to say. Judge, I think he was driving. It was his car and he was driving. Unless he would well, like I to saw, tell us. I saw the uh, driver's face. I mean, we both got out of our cars. He took off. After no, that. no. I would still accuse the other guy until he ponies up a name. We're in small claims court here. We're not, you know, this isn't the Supreme Court. I'd say, look, I'm suing him. It was his car. He was driving. And if he wasn't, who is it? He could say, well, I don't He's ha- responsible. He's responsible for people that he's letting drive his car. Oh, so Brian. it doesn't really matter if he was driving or not. Brian, unless they're excluded. Brian, you know what? Brian Burns at Compass Insurance Group is true. He's right. When you give permissive use, you're taking responsibility. So you're suing him for that. He has to either put in an insurance claim or pay you. I'm telling you, Mike, I wouldn't let this bastard get away with it. Well, I just what you just said, I have been assuming from the very beginning, I thought you might have a different method uh, or alternative method just in case I need to use it. Now, Mike, Mike's not your real name, right? Oh, yeah, it's part of my real name. Oh, I thought, uh, because I, I, I recognize your voice as the guy that you went to federal court to fight a speeding ticket. Is that just you sound like him, or are you the guy? 
I'm going to take a beater. Yeah, I knew it. I never get that wrong. So anyway, Mike, uh, what's the other name you call in under? It's, uh, I forget. But anyway. No, wait, 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 wait. What? Explain why he did that, though. People need to know. Federal court? Yeah, why? It's actually ingenious. It's actually ingenious. Mike, you have a speeding ticket, and let, tell us the process. No, I've never gotten a speeding ticket. Well, what was the it's ticket that you fought? Ticket in, for no license. Huh? Ticket for no license. For no license. Okay. But whatever it is, before you say it, let me just say compassinsurancegroup.com, 303-996-9000, okay? The home of the insurance checkup. Now, Mike has a way of beating tickets in court, and it could be a speeding ticket or not, Mike. Yeah, it could be any, and, and you can beat it in federal court or you can beat it in city court. And, and how example. do you do it? Tell them, the, tell, tell them your process. You file a petition for removal to federal court with the federal court. Now, hold on. So you actually file with the federal court to take jurisdiction? Okay. On what basis? On what basis? You don't. You don't really have to give a basis, do you? Well, yeah, you have to give a constitutional uh, argument, like a, you know, the court is uh, unjust or what did you uh, use? Not elected. Um, so let me get it straight. Let me get it straight, Mike. Mike, before the hearing. Let's say you get a ticket from the city or this whatever or state trooper before the hearing date. You make a motion to federal court to take jurisdiction, right? It's a petition to remove. To remove from state or city, right? Correct. Okay. Then what do you do? You file that petition. They accept it, and you go to a city court. And you refuse to, you tell the city court you already filed a petition to remove, and by federal rules, they can't have a trial, but they'll have a trial anyway. Wait, so wait, wait. If you go to court and tell them that you filed a petition to move to federal and you give them a copy of it, there is a law that says they're not supposed to proceed? It's a federal rule of procedure that they cannot proceed. They should they wait. anyway. In other words, they should wait for a decision on that motion, right? That's right, and they screw themselves by not waiting. Okay, so you've been there. They won't wait because they're so pissed off at you or arrogant. They say, we're going to have the trial anyway, or the hearing. So they have a hearing, and they find you guilty. Then what? Well, they've already that's been a trial, so you've already been tried once. can't be tried again. Yeah, but you're found guilty on it. Well, you're found guilty, but it's not a legitimate trial because the federal rules prohibit it. Okay, so what do you do to get that vacated? What do you do to get it vacated? Well, after the federal court rules, either to accept the the, the case or to uh, send it back to city court, you just tell the city court that uh, the trial was invalid and they can't try you twice for the same offense. So that it just disappears. They don't say guilty or not guilty. It just disappears. Because but if it's they don't invalid, know how to do this? But if it's invalid, I mean, is it truly double jeopardy? Because the first one didn't even matter. It never existed. It's a, it's your first trial, and they can't do it again. And well, oh, so Mike, what Mark, place, but so. what Mark is asking makes sense. He is saying that he understands double jeopardy; they can't try you twice. But your claim is actually that the first trial didn't count. Well, it doesn't make a difference what I say. They had a trial, so that's 
you can't be tried again. Now, during that I, first trial, they weren't supposed to have. Do you participate or do you leave and get a default judgment? How does that work? Well, you can participate. It doesn't make any difference. You can refuse to participate. The result is always the same. The result is always the same in that they went ahead ahead of time, and then the federal court came back and said, we're not taking this case, but you weren't really trying to get it into federal court. You were just trying to make the city or the state screw up by having a trial. So what if the city or state decides not to have a trial and to wait? And they say, you know what, Mike, we're going to wait to see what the federal court says Or the prosecutor says, Your Honor, let's put this on hold. And then they can still, then then that's the one time they're going to beat you, right? I mean, if you're guilty. You can use tactics in city court, but... Well, um, I'm saying if if otherwise... Well, in that case. If otherwise you're guilty, and they're smart enough to wait for the federal decision, and the federal court... They're never... Because they always, in my cases, they always went ahead with the trial. Even though I told them federal rules prohibit it. Because you were, because you were such, they figure you're a nut. This guy wants to go to federal court. God, forget it. Well, it's their job to look up the federal rules to see if I'm lying or not, and I'm not lying. You know, are you telling me you they actually? Had two, they had three stories about me in the Phoenix newspapers, a, car, a political cartoon, and three editorials just over one ticket. What, what do we search to see that online? Time. I want to see that online. When was that? What year? Oh, that would have been like 2001 or 2000. I can't remember. All right. Here, here's what I'd like also, if you could. Can you give us your name off the air? We won't use it, but just to help search it or whatever we need to search. Daphne, get information from him. In fact, I, I want him to come in as a common man. I, I always ask him to do that, and he doesn't. Please ask him. I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter, 303-713-TALK, 713-8255. Bonnie Shields is with us. On child support, Bonnie, if your ex-wife marries a millionaire or a multimillionaire or a billionaire, does that uh, go into the formula anywhere? This guy feels like his wife has hit pay dirt. It doesn't. Wait a minute. And yes, she has. So, if... This husband, this this ex-husband, will have to pay a child. Uh, she doesn't work. And you mean that he gets to pay child support because she married a billionaire. Yeah, the child support, if, she, if the children are over the age of three, <clears throat> excuse me, the judge would still calculate, put an income in for her even if she doesn't work. Whatever she could be making. And so then they would minus the child care and all that. Right. Her potential salary would be in there. Okay. But her, her husband's income doesn't enter into it, unfortunately. But it would when it comes to reducing expenses or not. Like, they don't ask for expenses, do they? In the formula. No. Uh, well, child care and the cost of health insurance. Okay. That's it. Or if there's something big like therapies this kid has or a Olympic-bound skater, there's certain expenses like that that can be shared wow. proportionately. Wow. That's amazing, though. But that's just the way it is, people. Sometimes it's really unfair. Well, why should, in your example, why should the new husband be penalized? I didn't say. I didn't say they should. I've never said they. I said it's amazing because you just think of it. Like if someone was married, uh, you know, if some guy marries like uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, this multi-billionaire, it's just weird that, you know, this uh, this guy, let's say, making forty, fifty thousand 50000 a year would be paying child support. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. Of course he should. 
But um, hey, Bonnie, what would happen if like you found out if someone found out the kid they thought was theirs turned out to be the spouse had an affair and it wasn't even the man's kid, but he thought it was forever. Oh, and that can't that's come up before. So do you guy, still owe child support? So the guy brought the kid up as his own. He gets divorced. Thought later it finds, was his own. Later finds out it's not. What happens? Well, I get. Mark, you always come up no, with no. these weird ones. Bonnie, there have been ca- I we had we handled a case like that years ago. Okay, I know the you- judge says this little boy doesn't know any difference. You took that responsibility on. Your pe- that that's right, your there's child. There's a case law saying you can be the emotional father or the psychological father. I think that might be the term psychological parent. And yes, you can still be ordered to pay support. But there's a lot of factors that would have the guy to be had to pay. In it. Yeah, but they- even after he. Oh. Even after a paternity test, did not matter. Did not matter. Look it up. That's crazy. Um, it, it, because he was in the position of the dad and took the responsibility. Yeah, because the woman lied to him. Though. Right. You That's would think exactly. the woman would have to pony up his side. It's amazing, but they don't. They say this little boy shouldn't be involved in that. To this little boy, you're the dad. I, now, you know, you can't force him to take visitation and all that. I think I had a case once where the man was in the military, and when he would go away, she would get pregnant with other children. So they had sort of a mishmash of children that some were his and some weren't. And the judge, in that case, he knew it, and he argued that he shouldn't be paying, and it went up on appeal, and I think he won. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On that one. So, it's, it's not a cut and dry thing. No, okay, good. I'm glad you mentioned that, but I might know that woman. Or some, a relation. Anyway, uh, Bill, Bill, you have a comment about going to federal court. Um, yeah, you, you, you brought up an interesting thing. Uh, that technique that uh, Mike's using, couldn't we use that against the Denver nuisance laws? Because there's federal nuisance laws. It would actually be uh, a, a, a prima facie case to move Wait a minute. It. No, because it's not a criminal court. It's a civil. Yeah, it's a civil action. Yeah, but the federal court is... It can do both, right? So, but a that civil technique work well, against, actually, uh, you're, you're catching me off guard because I can't say either way. But I imagine it might be a little different for a civil matter like that. I, it's worth looking into, man, and I appreciate you listening. Well, because on the criminal side, you're talking about a constitution. Well, actually, it's not criminal. Is it traffic? You know, it's, it's still criminal court, punitive. I, I don't know. A, a civil case, they they take for. They don't call it forfeiture. We There's should such... actually try it regardless. Next time, I mean, yeah. you get speeding tickets all the time. Let's give one a whirl. Yeah, let's do it. I don't get them all the time. Why'd you just say that? And I said, okay, yeah. Because I see you wadding up mm-hmm. those things and throwing them in Never. the trash. No, I don't get spe- I haven't had a speeding ticket in 10 years. Okay, you used to. Can we hey, at but, least agree but, on that? Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm a, a 66-year-old gentleman. But I, I've driven with you, gentlemen. I thought the whole par- purpose of doing it, filing it in federal court, was just to delay it, and they're going to turn it down. But he wanted that's that, right. that window that's right. that's of opportunity. You're, so you're saying whether or not it's applicable to federal court doesn't matter. In fact, he doesn't want it heard in federal court. Correct. Oh, God, no, he doesn't. No, he wants it to be turned down. And in the meantime, he wants the state or city to proceed in error.
303-713-TALK. Listen, um, in a nutshell, we asked Renee to check out this Bitcoin scam because the people, and by the way, Renee is our Spanish-speaking troubleshooter, and we assign him cases where there's a bit of a language barrier. And he's and he did some pretty good research. I have an email here. And what's going to happen is he's going to uh, give us a rundown on that. And he says it looks like they've been scammed really badly, and I don't know what I can do about it. Also, what about a nursing home injured a mom? You know what? We need to get Denver trial lawyers on for this. So we got a lot coming up. Hi, I'm Tom Martino, your troubleshooter. This is a very interesting question, and uh, uh, that's why we have Denver trial lawyers on denvertriallawyers.com for catastrophic, catastrophic injuries. We're not, we don't have them on for what we think is a catastrophic injury. I don't really know, but I do know they handle this area of law. So I have them to listen. David uh, Woodruff, thank you very much for listening from Denver Trial Lawyers. John, John, we have a very, very um, high esteemed law firm listening, so you can tell us what went on. Hi, John. So what's going on, John? Oh, yes. Uh, my mom was in a rest home here. She had d- severe dementia. She was overweight, basically wheelchair-bound. When was this, John? <clears throat> that ha- happened in July. Okay. How she old is she? She's 80, but she passed just in September. Last uh, Yeah, in September. She passed at 80? Yes. Okay. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, I'm, that's your mom. So what happened? Well, that their their record of incident was they were transferring her from the wheelchair to the bed, and she just collapsed. And come to find out, it was her femur bone had snapped above her knee. So they hmm. um, they couldn't. She was going to have to have surgery, rods and pins, but they she wouldn't uh, do that because of the blood transfusion, because of religious beliefs. Okay. So she, you know, refused the treatment. I don't know. So I was wondering if there's any chance of liability actually, or negligence actually, on, on that. Well, hold on. When people refuse blood transfusions, they don't necessarily refuse the treatment. They're just refusing the transfusion, and it's the medical professionals who choose not to do it. Um, if that's the way it went down, I don't even know. That's a wrinkle I hadn't uh, bargained on, but... You're saying she died, but what was her? What was the cause of death? What was her? Was it because of a broken femur? I mean, what was it? Well, yeah, we just had to put her on hospice after that because of her dementia and her age. But how was her femur treated? Uh, You said it needed Uh, surgery. Why? Well, it was. Yeah, it was broke. It was. The X-ray shows it's. Well, I think. Okay, do you have to have? I didn't know. I don't know. Do you have to have surgery to set a bone? I don't. It was, it was totally separated, though. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Snap. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking she she it was just her weight, you know, just. How much the, did she weigh? A lot? Did you say? She was close to two hundred. Yeah. So, so and I you don't know, know if it was just weak bones on her part or not. Are you thinking about wrongful death? Or are you thinking of they were negligent in how they treated her and she was mistreated or all of it? 
Yeah, there was no pattern of mistreating him, but I was just wondering if... Oh, that's important. You never suspected ever any kind of maltreatment. No. Uh, David... I'm just wondering if her her leg just snapped under her own weight, you know. David, if this guy wants to know more, what's the first step in something like this? Hi, John. So I'm sorry to hear about uh, your your mom's death. It's uh, a tragedy, and my heart goes out to you. So... Uh, let me tell you how it works from a legal perspective and what we do. Uh, always the first step is to uh, get the medical records from the facility, uh, get the medical records from the hospital that she was transferred to. So she w- do you remember where she was transferred to? Yeah, this was back in Kansas. Um, it was just a local hospital. Okay, so... Yeah, they actually missed the x-ray the first time. They, they said it was nothing broken, and she sat there for three days in bed before they took her back. Okay, so after he gets the records from both places, then what? So then the step after that is, um, you know, we have a um, we are medical lawyers, so we have a, a lot of medical knowledge. For the most part, we are able to go through the records ourselves and find um, the potential acts of negligence, meaning someone sure. acted... Uh, with, you know, failed to use reasonable care. And my guess is uh, there's a couple, I'm hearing a couple of potential things here. One is people's femurs don't just snap just because they weigh 200 pounds. Um, Our our bones are better than that. So there would be something to look at there and probably have a doctor potentially review to give us some thoughts on how how her femur snapped. And then there's what you just said, John, as they waited a couple of days to get her um, evaluated. Uh, so, you know, we'd have to look at the records and see why and what the thinking was and did they know that she was injured. Um, and then I've, I'm a little lost on the blood transfusion. Uh, oh, what he like means, I, I believe he means she that they wouldn't do the surgery that was needed because she refused a blood transfusion. If she was going to have surgery, it would have to be without blood, and many doctors refused to do that. There are a few that do not refuse it, um, but that's what that issue is. I, su- I suspect she's a Jehovah's Witness, John. Yes. Yeah, okay. So she didn't want a blood transfusion. She has nothing nothing against a medical treatment. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that, w- that would certainly com- – John, that would complicate things legally because if her uh, – you know, what you look for is – uh, the question of but for negligence. So, in other words, but for their delay in getting her treated, uh, would she have survived this ordeal? Um, and if she chooses to not have the surgery that would potentially have uh, saved her life, um, then the but for the, the delay is not the but for cause. But then we go back to what caused the, the femur to break in the first place. Was it some kind of negligent handling of her? Was was she? Uh, um, dropped that we don't know about. Um, it's really hard to know without looking at medical records and potentially talking to uh, to witnesses who were there to know exactly what happened. All right, one, so one thing I would go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait. One thing I would strongly recommend, since this occurred in Kansas, the uh, Kansas Department of Health, whatever uh, whatever regulatory body it is that that regulates nursing homes there should look into this and there should be a uh there should be a complaint filed with the kansas uh nursing board and have an uh, inquiry home. and they would they yes they would go out to the facility they would review the records they would talk to potential witnesses and almost always find 
one way or the other, whether negligence um, caused the injury. Okay, I wanted to ask something, David. We have a national audience with downloads and podcasts and other stations. So when we're talking about Denver trial lawyers, it's probably we should clarify. Do you guys do any cases outside of Colorado? We do. um, Yes. The answer is yes, we do cases nationwide. I currently have medical malpractice cases probably in a dozen states. Okay, it's just uh, really so important though. that we make that clear. So um, I got a question for David real quick. David, hey. if, if, if someone is in, let's even say, hospice or a nursing home and they're old, they have dementia, they have other problems, does the eggshell skull theory still take yeah, we place? We talked about that. We talked about that yesterday. That's a good question. So when you have a victim who's already half dead, let's just say it, I mean, how much damage is there? Well, you know, there still are loved ones. And um, we have seen in nursing home cases, uh, juries get very irate when their loved ones are, are mistreated, yeah. even though our loved ones already have some dementia. Exactly. And have, exactly. You know, they, they wouldn't, our loved ones would not be in a nursing home unless they already had some medical condition requiring them to be there. And they still deserve good care. You're right. And as one of your colleagues put it, or it could have been you, hey, just because they're old and frail doesn't mean we can kill them or hurt them. I'm serious. I mean, it was like he he just hit me between the eyes when I asked the same question. And and that's well put. DenverTrialLawyers.com, 303-571-5302. Hold on a sec, though, because... um, um, uh, hold on. I, I, uh, I have to talk to you, John. I have one more question. Okay, Tom Martino here. I, I want to go right back to David, the attorney, really quickly. David, in any and all cases, what's the most important thing, and what do people usually do wrong, uh, whether it be record-keeping, photos, whatever? What should we just keep in mind when it comes to documenting problems? Uh, in all cases, Tom, the most important thing is to uh, file necessary complaints early uh, so that the state can begin to investigate. And so there's a record. And so there's a record. Yeah. And also um, obtaining medical records and reviewing them immediately to make sure that the medical records are accurate. A lot of times uh, hospitals and doctors will misdocument things in the records and patients don't even know that until it's too late. All right, that's uh, denvertriallawyers.com. Now, John, something you said that, that, that didn't sit, I, I just want to review this. You said your, your mom has severe dementia. Yes. But she refused a blood transfusion. How would she even know a blood transfusion was involved? And then I'm not suggesting you trick her or do anything. How would she know about her religious choice? Was she still that, with it? Oh, yeah, she still recognized us as family. Um, okay. And then that's, that was just ingrained in her. Right, know, okay. I, I, I'm not saying we, like I said, I'm not saying you should have tricked her or not told her, but she was with it enough to know that blood went along with this and, and it would violate what she believes, or did someone tell her that? No, she she was conscious. That, okay. You know, being that part right. and... and um, they also like said they did the nursing home did take her for x-rays at, right after the incident the hospitals for some reason missed it the okay x-rays. these are important things 
And again, you know, you can call and find out more from them uh, at Denver Trial Lawyers. You know, I, the re, there's a per, reason I didn't take Renee. Uh, there's a reason, Daph, and that is we re, we're running out of time, and I want to give him way more time. Like when we had that malpractice thing, that took up way too much time. Hey, Michael, what is your question? Well, kind of a quick question. I filed bankruptcy in 13. Was, uh, it was all done. And I got a letter saying that we won a class action or part of a class action against Wells Fargo. In 2013, for, uh, was it an 11 or a 7? A 7. Okay, Chapter 7. And then you found out recently there was a class action settled against Wells Fargo. What does that mean to correct. you? We we get some sort of stipend from it. But they also sent it to the... Trustee. trustee. That's right. That's right. right. Because if your circumstances change, they can go back and get something. But this is too far away. This is unless it was from something that happened in 2013 that you're just now getting paid on. He could make the argument he or she, the trustee, could make the argument that that was a hidden asset, not on purpose, but that they are allowed to take it. For example, if if you're going through a bankruptcy and you had a hidden lottery ticket from that year and you didn't know it, it was somewhere in your laundry and then somebody finds it. It's just what I, it's convoluted, but what I'm saying is was that money being awarded from damages in 2013? Um that I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the records. Okay. But I don't believe so. Well then, if they sent it to the trustee, it's because they thought you were still in bankruptcy or for some reason they just did that. I would say uh, I'm not talking legally here that, uh, but, but knowing the process there, there is, I can't think of a way a trustee could come to you six years later and demand money. Okay. For, for an award, said, for an award. Do we email them and said his secretary sent a message back saying, Yes, you'll get anything that we don't feel is owed to the rest of the people. Well, you know what? If this is a new award, uh, you know, you can look at that doesn't mean just because a trustee says it doesn't make it so. Okay, so how much is the money to begin with? How much? Five grand. Okay. You know what? That he just want he gets a commission on everything he pays out to people. What's the name of your trustee? Um, I don't have it with me. You know what? Let's get a bankruptcy. Let's get him back on. This guy deserves more help. Bonnie Shields, Bonnie Shields Law, 303-798-1927. And remember, they do mediation. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.